Please remain standing for the reading of God's Word. Uh, Please turn with me to Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. And we'll be learning about uh, the interaction between Jesus and ten lepers. Leprosy in the Old Testament is defined as a variety of skin diseases, between rashes and boils and all that. And that for them to participate in the life of the community, they had to be cleansed. They had to be healed. So they needed mercy. And so remember, it's Luke in chapter 10, the Good Samaritan, who is the one who extends mercy. And now, though not in a parable, but in real life, and though he doesn't extend it, he receives it, another Samaritan we learn about. So read now and hear now with me uh, what God does, what Jesus responds to people in need of mercy. Luke chapter 17. On the way to Jerusalem, he was passing, that is Jesus, along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, We're not ten cleansed. Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. It's God's word. Please be seated. Have you ever seen someone filled with so much gratitude that they were unable to speak? Uh, I I saw a YouTube video uh, a couple years ago of this girl throwing out a teenager, maybe 15 or 16, throwing out a first pitch at um, a minor league baseball game. Just a regular girl, ball cap, you know, shirt and jean shorts. And to be honest with you, it wasn't even that good of a throw. But she throws it, and then as she's, she's walking back off of the field, the guy in charge goes, no, 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 go, go back, uh, get the ball from the catcher. And she goes, okay. And of course, maybe you know the drill. The guy takes off his mask, and it's her brother back from Iraq. And you should see this girl. She covers her mouth, and there are tears welling up in her eyes like a dam's about to burst. And she's uncontrollably shaking. And you know, she never said thank you. But she hugged that man, but she hugged her brother so tight because she was so thankful. She's so grateful to be with him. Or it's the time when I asked my wife to marry me. Um, We were at the the bluffs in Columbia, Missouri, Sunday morning. The sun was rising. Don't worry, we went to church later. And I got down on my knee a year later than I should have and asked her. And she was like, are you serious? Are you serious? Are you serious? And I was like, yes, I'm serious. Would you stop talking so I can ask you to marry me? Um, But she was so grateful because something in her life had just changed, and she couldn't do anything about it. She needed me to wise up. Have you seen that sort of gratitude? And I tell you those sort of stories because I think that helps us enter in the the mindset and the idea of what these ten lepers must have felt. That they were waiting outside of the city, away from the community, and they see Jesus walk by, the healer. They kind of nudge each other. They're like, wait, is is that him? Yeah, that's him. And then one of them starts yelling. And then all of them start yelling at him, Jesus, have mercy on us. And the good news of this passage is that Jesus actually shows them mercy. 
that Jesus is full and overflowing in mercy. And mercy, biblically defined, is that you see someone in need and you actually do something to change their situation. Jesus sees them in need and he actually really did heal them, all of them, all ten. But the question then for us is, the question that we want to ask is, why did only one then come back and thank him? I mean, this was, must have been one of the greatest days in their lives, to be able to be participating back in the community. And only one came back. That's the question Jesus asked at the very end of the passage. Weren't there ten of y'all? Why is there only one more? And the answer is that the other nine lepers were just using God. You see, they wanted his mercy, but they actually didn't want Jesus. And this passage is showing us that gratitude is the only proper response to God's mercy. Because being grateful, being thankful, is actually about a relationship. It's not a transaction. And the passage forces you and I to ask, do we want a deep and personal relationship, like knowing Jesus, or do we just want the benefits? In other words, are you and I, are we using God? And one of the ways to get at that is when you pray, are you only praying, hey God, can I have this? Hey, my work's a little hard. This person's tough. Could you help me with that? Hey, I'm really tired today. Could you help me feel better? Hey, my kids, I don't know what to do with them. They're great. I'm struggling. Could you help me? Because um, uh, that reveals sort of where your, your heart is at. And that's the reason, by the way, that I'm here this morning, why I woke up at 4.30 in the morning, although I did have to, I was a little earlier than I was supposed to, but I had to work on the sermon, a little finishing touches. Um, but I left my three kids and my wife and drove three hours here. I'm going to drive three hours back. The reason I did that is because I want this to be a relationship. I don't want it to just be a transaction. And ironically, I think viewing this passage in that light, that gratitude is a relationship, helps us understand the narrative because it doesn't focus on the act of mercy. It focuses on the response of the leper. And so if God is merciful to us, and God has actually done something in time and history to change our situation with him and with one another, then we should respond with a grateful heart. And that's how we are to read the story that Jesus' mercy should always respond in thankfulness. So the question becomes, what does it mean for us to be grateful? What does that look like? How do we become a person? How do we cultivate that in our lives? And we're going to learn this morning from three groups. We're going to learn from the ten lepers. We're going to learn from the one leper, the Samaritan, and we're going to learn from Jesus. Pretty simple outline because that helps me. So learn from the ten, the one, and Jesus. Learning from the 10. If you look at verse 12, you notice the lepers were standing at a distance. Why? Well, you see, they understood their situation, that they were in desperate neediness. And that's what we have to learn from the 10 lepers in this passage. Because you see, in Jewish society, lepers had to live alone outside of the city, away from family and friends, with other lepers just like them. And if you got too close to them, they had to tear their clothes, and they had to cover their mouth and say, I'm unclean, I'm unclean, just so you knew that they were contagious. And so no one ever invited them out to uh, lunch after church. And no one patted them on the back and said, hey, I've got a ticket to a Razorback game, do you want to go? Or, hey, why don't you come over and let's hang out? Because if you did that, you risked becoming unclean, and you would become just like the leper. So they understood. In fact, in rabbinic tradition, the, the, they said that to, to heal a leper was akin to raising someone from the dead. And when was the last time you wanted to touch a dead person? That's their situation. They understood the desperate neediness, the nature of their situation. 
They were, for all societal and practi practi uh, practical purposes, dead. They needed cleansing, and they needed mercy. And so they cried out, verse 13, right, with a loud voice. This is their chance. This is their shot. And they call him master. That means he has authority. He has, some, he has the ability to change their situation. And this is where we can learn from them, too, because when was the last time you, deep in your heart, know that you can't actually depend on yourself for anything, and you cried out for utter mercy? God, I'm at your mercy. Because when you do that, it shows your neediness. You know, like, if I have a problem with a car, I ask a buddy to come help me fix it, right? Because I'm really needy. But if he doesn't show up, I'm not going to thank him the next day. I'm not going to say, hey, buddy, thanks for showing up. Because he actually didn't show up, unless you're being sarcastic. But that, that's, that's beside the point. So what I'm trying to say is that to become a grateful person, to be thankful, the only way you do that uh, is by being needy. Because that's the only time you're actually going to tell somebody thanks, is when you needed help. That's what we can learn from the ten lepers. And we can also learn that they trusted Jesus. And this is the part that should mess with you a little bit. To be thankful people, we have to trust Jesus. Look at verse 14. When he saw them, Jesus said to them, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. It said all of them, all ten. It seems like a strange thing. Jesus didn't say, boom, you're cleansed. He said, go to the priests. But you see, the lepers knew. The lepers knew what that meant. Because the priest was the only one in Mosaic Law who had the authority to declare if they were clean or not. Who had the authority to go through the cleansing rite so that they might be welcomed back into the covenant community. They had to go to the priest. When Jesus said that, that was their chance. And so they started to let themselves dream again. Oh, maybe I'll be able to go home and throw my kid in the air. Maybe I'll be able to go home and hug my wife and kiss her. Or maybe someone will actually shake my hand or high-five me when we're on the basketball court. Like, that, they started to dream because who knows, it might have been months, days, or years since they had been able to do that. And the amazing thing is, all ten trusted Jesus. And he said priests. That's plural. Because there's going to be a lot of them. They needed a lot of priests to check them out. And the good news says that all ten were cleansed. Jesus was indiscriminate in his mercy for all ten of them. And as Jesus visibly vanishes from their eyesight as they walk away, the leprosy on their skin visibly vanished as well. This is what's weird. The story should stop there. Praise the Lord. And people praise God. He healed ten lepers. Jesus went into the village. And he got a cappuccino and he sat down and started at the synagogue. Like, that's what should have been next. But it wasn't. The story, Luke said, no, 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 you don't understand. That's not the point of the story. We're going to focus on the response. There's something else here. It's not just about Jesus' mercy. It's about how we respond to him. And it's a warning to us. As we learn from the one, the Samaritan leper in verses 15 and 16, the warning is that Jesus only commends one of them. They all received his mercy, and yet only one of them, Jesus says at the end, was commended. You see, what we can learn from the Samaritan leper is that when Jesus showed him mercy and he realized he was healed, he turned around, he stopped, and he drew near to God. That's what we can learn from the one. From the ten, understand our situation. We need Jesus. We need help. From the one, well, you have to draw near to God. Because, as he, uh, you know, it says he was, you know, uh, in verse 12, they stood at a distance. Verse 16, he goes and stands at his feet. That's as close as you can get to somebody. And the physical um, proximity, drawing close, is symbolic of what's going on in the leper's heart. That he's not just physically drawing near to Jesus, he's 
emotionally, spiritually, as a person, drawing near to Jesus. And, um, you know, I have this thing when I uh, am really thankful and I don't know how to express it. Uh, I said this to Heath in a text message, actually, because he did something for me. I was like, oh, Heath, I'm so glad and thankful I could kiss you. (laughs) Of course, I didn't. It was a text message. But the point is to illustrate, right? You draw near to somebody when you're thankful. Or or why do I, uh, when you're grateful for them? Uh, Why, when somebody does something for you, you hug them? Or when I go to bed at night, I hug my kids, I squeeze them tight because I'm so grateful for them. That the physical touch and drawing near to one another is representative of relationally, spiritually, emotionally, how close you are to them. And that's the same with Jesus. That's the same with our relationship with God. And so what does it mean for us to draw near? Uh, You know, Jesus physically isn't here, but his church body's here. But another way I think that we can draw near is through prayer. And if you notice, um, when he drew near, he had a loud voice. Luke makes this explicit because uh, the ten lepers were using their voice to ask for God's mercy, but only one actually used his voice for gratitude. That's the difference between using someone and having a relationship with them. That you want to use them and you'll use your voice to get something from them, but you won't use your voice to draw near to them, to thank them, to be grateful for them. So this begs us to ask, which it forced me to ask, is how is your prayer life? So it's not just in your prayers, not just, it's actually a good thing we learn from the lepers, right, to ask God for mercy. I kind of was having that, hopefully you felt that tension of what I was saying. But it's also good to thank him, to be grateful. Uh, So when you're going to God, are you only, um, you know, asking him for mercy, or are you only... You know, thanking him when you get a promotion, a job, or things are going well in your life, when life is working for you, or are you willing to thank him just because you're near to God, because you're near to Jesus, because of the cross? That's the question here. And, you know, honestly, um, in my own life, as a new campus minister at RUF, as I've gotten there, I got ideas, right? We all got opinions. Um, It wasn't until this last week, working through the sermon, that I had to repent and ask Jesus to forgive me because I hadn't thanked him for the work that God had done in RUF for 30 years at Arkansas, or the work that God had done through Mike Biggs and Chip Miller and Ted Wanger and Trey. And so I had to repent and ask the Lord and just say thank you. And I had to thank him for the work that he's doing in those students for 18 years before I even meet them this fall. That God is somebody who should be grateful and thankful for. So third thing, the last but not least, Jesus. How can we learn from Jesus? How can we cultivate thankfulness in our heart? How can we learn from Jesus to do that? Here's what it is. That our gratitude, our thankfulness, our, our life with Jesus is actually an indicator of whether we know Jesus. That's a strong statement, but it's, it's at the very end here. If we are grateful, then we know Jesus. The goal of God's mercy is that we would know Jesus. And that gratitude as a Christian means having a relationship with Jesus. And we see this in verse 19, where he gives the Samaritan the same leper as he gave the, the ten. Rise and go, go. But he adds something different this time. He says, your faith, in verse 19, has made you well. Or uh, if you have a footnote I, in the ESV, another translation is, has saved you. And that's, uh, that word uh, for saved is the same word we get for salvation. It's not just a word that is, um, 
you know, a physical word. He had, there's another word in here for healing and cleansing Luke could have used, but he used this word. So we have to understand what, what is your faith has saved you, right? What does that mean? And ultimately, what this faith is, it, uh, as one commentator said, his gratitude has revealed his faith. And his faith in what? In himself? In the healing? His faith in Jesus. Jesus Christ, the, the response to the physical healing revealed how he feels about Jesus, his relationship to God. And that the Samaritan believed in Jesus. And what is this um, has saved you part? As I said, that, that word, right, means a physical, holistic, spiritual cleansing. Something to deal not only with our physical pain and our circumstances, but also this inner turmoil, our sin, our regrets, our past mistakes. What do we do with that? And it's interesting that as an aside, Jesus says this phrase four other times in the Gospel of Luke. Luke 7, he says it to a prostitute, a woman of the city. Luke 12, it's a woman who has discharge. Here, it's a Samaritan leper. And in 18, it's a blind person. Are you guys, are we, myself included, are we willing to, uh, you know, identify with those kinds of people? Because Jesus is. In fact, um, God saves those kinds of people. Because a Samaritan, I don't have time to get into this, the Jewish person would have looked at them as a half-breed, a sellout, a mixed race, only in blood and in worship, and they were enemies. And for the Samaritan to come back, the Jewish person would have never believed that. But that's the kind of person that Jesus identifies with. That's the kind of person God saves, the needy ones. And so, of course, his response of gratitude doesn't save him. That's what the phrase means. It didn't save him, but the mercy of Jesus saved him. He's the source of salvation. But faith is the means by which that the leper's connected relationally to him. That's what this phrase means. And no analogy is perfect, but it's like if you're on a stranded island, your boat crashed, you're like Tom Hanks in a beach ball, you're going a little crazy. Um, you can build a smoke fire, right? And, uh, and that signal fire, a helicopter sees you and saves you. And you might even say, man, that smoke signal saved me, you know? But of course you don't mean that uh, the smoke signal was the thing that got you off that island. The, the helicopter was actually the thing that got you off the island. The helicopter rescued you. But the means by which you were able to connect and be saved with that helicopter was that smoke signal fire. Now, of course, we believe God grants us faith, too. I mean, there's a lot there. Don't push the illustration too far. But you understand what that's, that's what's happening with your faith has saved you, is that your faith has connected you to Jesus because you're grateful. And that, by the way... That's why gratefulness is so hard, because it's a relationship. That's why when you have a friendship or a marriage for a long time, it's hard to cultivate this, this, it's easier to go cynical than to be grateful, because it's a relationship, and that takes time, that's hard, that's difficult. So the good news of this whole passage is not only that we can cultivate thankfulness because um, you know, uh, we cry out for mercy, we understand our situation. Um, or as the one leper, we draw near to God in prayer, he hears our mercy, he responds to us. But it's actually this. At the very end, this is the coolest part, is that uh, our gratitude to Jesus reveals that we want a relationship with him, but his mercy to us reveals that he wants a relationship with us. That, that, that Jesus actually wants to know us, to be in a relationship with us. And this is why at the Lord's Supper... Uh, when we celebrate it, Jesus took that bread, remember, and he gave thanks. 
We kind of gloss over that. But he gave thanks, and he broke it. The body that was to represent his death on the cross. He gave thanks for the wine that was to represent his blood poured out for the forgiveness of our sins. How could he be thankful for that? How could he be grateful for that? It's because he was dying for you. He was dying for me. And that even when we're not grateful, the mercy of God on that cross covers us and covers our sins. And that if uh, this morning you feel sort of, uh, I don't know, as I felt this week, Lord, I don't feel like I'm really that grateful of a person. The good news is that we can go to Jesus and get on his knees and praise him and thank him for the cross. And that the cross and his mercy makes us right with him. Because he died because he wants us. And so if I had to change the title of the sermon, I'd change it to The Salvation of the Samaritan Leper. Because the Samaritan leper, at the end of the story, thought he was just getting uh, restored skin. He thought when he saw Jesus, it just meant he could go back to the community. But what it meant was his restored soul, salvation of his soul, because he knew Jesus. And I'll close with this story. Um, I watched a documentary a couple years ago on Monica and David. I don't know if you've heard of it. They're a couple who both have Down syndrome. The couple was doing their journey because they were in love with each other because they're human beings made in the image of God. And they're, they love too, and uh, want to be loved. And you follow their story, and the mom of David has a really hard time giving her up. She's taken care of David her whole life, right? And it wasn't until the documentarian, if that's the right word, asked David, hey, uh, what else are you going to want when you're married? Like, what, what's next? And, and David is like, like nothing. That's it. Monica. That for him, he was grateful because he just wanted Monica. And then they ended up getting married. And that, that, that's how it is uh, with us. That at the end of the day, our salvation and being grateful is just being thankful that you have Jesus. That you have him. Can I pray for us? Uh, Father, we thank you so much uh, for your great love for us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You sent Jesus into this world, not uh, because you gave up on it, because you loved us, and you were for us, and you wanted to see us redeemed and restored and renewed, that we might again have a relationship with you and walk in the garden in harmony and in love and in gratefulness. God, would you cultivate that in us? Would you cultivate a spirit of gratefulness? And only by the mercy of of Jesus are we able to do that. In his name we pray, amen.